0: This is a prepaid call from. Joe. Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker
1: and i'm your co-host Anais Lucia and today we have a i'm pretty excited personally about this episode uh, it's about having a relationship in prison i mean i'm excited because it's something i've been kind of like curious about so i'm really looking forward to see what joe is going to say as well as boo joe's son boo is here again so i don't know who wants to start but i guess talk about maybe just your general yeah. you know experience like yeah, having both, a relationship yeah
0: Boo's a regular on the show. We might have to just make him a co-host. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> get it all right. Uh, I'll I, I start out. You know what I mean? Uh, well, uh, you want to start out, Boo? You want me to start out? Go ahead. No, I'll start out. Uh, as everybody that's been listening knows, you should know by now, Anyway, that I've been in here going on, what, 33, 34 years now. And I've had two long-term relationships while I've been in prison. Um, and they both have had their challenges and uh, good times too. So it's more good times than bad times. But when it gets bad, it's bad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? My first relationship—I'm not going to mention her name out of respect for her. Uh, we're not on bad terms or anything now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as I know, anyway. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have—I don't hold any grudges or anything like that. But I was with her for 13 years, and uh, her daughter. Uh, I, I came into her life when she was, like, months old, and she uh, ended up, like, I think when she got seven, she came to see me visit and wanted to have, ask me for permission to call me daddy, you know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. that was a challenging conversation right there. But, like I say, I, I I had ups and downs, and at the beginning of the relationship, you know, I met her through the phone, uh, talking on the phone. I called my sister. Her and my sister were, um, I think, college roommates. they were close I think they lived off campus but I used to call my sister but anyway anyway one day I ended up talking to her on the phone wasn't trying to do anything slick or anything like that just talking to her she liked my conversation I liked her conversation and then you know she asked me to call back and I kept calling back you know what I'm saying and we were talking then when she got her own place uh, you know I would call her there but we ended up talking and, and decided that we wanted to be in a relationship now I didn't know uh, when I first started talking to her, that she had already been in a relationship with somebody in prison. Uh, mm. I guess you could say she had been in a relationship. She she had talked to a person, but I don't think they actually made anything official. But she had some experience in it. I didn't, you know, because I, I, this was at the beginning of my incarceration. But uh, we talked. She came to visit me. Um, she helped me out with uh, a lot of the things that I like to do. I, I loved her. Period. You know what I'm saying. I still got love for her, but not like that. You know, meaning I don't wish no bad. Let's put it that way. But I planned on getting married to her and all of that. But something happened, which it always does in these types of relationships. And this, it's a reality of these types of relationships, and uh, I think that's something people should be aware of when you're uh, when you decide to get involved with somebody that's in prison, uh, and that is. Uh, the physical aspect of a relationship. I didn't know at the time uh, that there was a problem. I, I do remember, and this is going to sound crazy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I do remember at the beginning of the con- at the beginning of the relationship, and it might have been just me talking trash, but I do remember telling her, "Look, if you feel like you need to go, you know, be with somebody, just let me know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't hold nothing. Don't hide nothing from me. I think I said. So I'm pretty sure I said something like that." Uh, But sitting here talking about it right now, I don't think I meant that one bit. (laughs) I think I was just talking, you know, that tough talk, you know what I mean? But little did I know um, she had been doing that. I didn't know about it, though. So, you know, after, um, and I'll plug in as the episode goes on about the relationship, but at the end of the relationship, you know, she just. Flat out, She came to see me like a week or two weeks before the breakup. I noticed that she's, uh, she looks different. Let's just put it that way. She looks different. Mm. And when she came in, she kissed me. When she left, she kissed me. But it was something different about it. It was off. And, and I noticed that. Mm. And uh, I remember calling her during the week. And it was just as quick as anything. She was like, "This is not going to work," and hung up the phone. After 13 years, that was it.
1: (gasps) Wow. Over
0: just that fast. And I called her back. I'm trying to ask her what's going on. This is and she took the call, but it was like after she had said that, now I was a stranger. It was like her whole attitude towards me turned to I don't know. Like she didn't know me. She didn't want to give me the time of day in the conversation, so, I was like, wow, you know, and it hurt, I'm not going to sit here and stop, it crushed me for a minute, you know, and I kept calling her, like, you do in a relationship, you know, when you're trying to get, as they say, closure, and all of that kind of stuff, I kept calling, wondering what was going on, can we make it work, this, 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 and that, and she, uh, she didn't string me along, she told me that, uh, well, let me think about it, this, that and, that, and that, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, there's hope, but the truth of the matter was, it was over with. And that was the end of that. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> and
0: um, she, what I didn't know was that two years later, uh, after that, I was talking to my sister. Because I and my sister, like I said, they were pretty cool. You know, my sister's uh, godmother to her daughter and all of that. So they were pretty close. But two years later after that, somehow or another, my sister found out that she had a little boy. Oh. And it was two years that we broke had been broken up. So I called home, I was talking to my sister, my sister said, You're not gonna believe this and I'm like, What's up? And she said, Such has a son and he's two years old. I'm like, What? <laughs> I was like, That's what it was. So at this time, you know, I had a cell phone, right? <laughs> so I remembered her number and I just texted her and I said, Why didn't you tell me? And she knew exactly what I was talking about. She said, I didn't want to hurt you. And after she said that, I didn't say another word about it, and I just moved on. I just moved on. I didn't hit her. I, I no, I, I take it back. I told her. I
2: said, uh, I wish you the best. And then I kept it moving. Let mm-hmm. me cut you. Let me cut you off. Let me cut you out there yeah, because okay. this, is what, this is what I think a lot of people will be injured. How long you say y'all was in that relationship? Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen
1: years. years.
2: Yes. <laughs> okay. And see, is the reason. I would suggest, you know what I'm saying, to have this conversation because there's people out in the free world that don't have a relationship for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah, that's true. And when you say when you say 13 years that I was in a relationship with somebody, we're talking about somebody who was consistently coming to see you, consistently, you know, helping yeah. you with stuff you needed to have. You know, somebody that you really gained an uh, intimate relationship while in prison with doing life, doing life. I see And It's so many people in the free world who, what's your opinion on why uh, women or her, what was it that you were doing? Or who is it that, what what was it that keep, because I think you have some kind of recipe for uh, Mm, to be successful in a relationship because Mm -hmm. 13 years is a long time. A very long time. I mean, you got people yeah. out here who've never been locked up and, and can't keep a relationship for, for six months.
1: <laughs>
2: what, what what I
0: did, man, uh, I thought that I was doing the right thing. This is what I did. I, I, now, she might say different, you know what I mean, but I don't think she would. I listened. I listened. Now, you know, some people say I'm not a good listener. Some people say I'm a great listener. I listened. And, I, and, and when we talked on the phone, it was me and her. It was about me and her. It, it was almost like I would forget that I'm in prison and she would forget that I'm in prison. When she would come to visit me, we got eight hours of uninterrupted us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all about us. And and, and, and and her daughter, you know, when she would come with her. And I paid attention to her. I tried to do everything that I could to help her. Uh, a lot of times it wasn't about the the money or anything like that because she at, at one point she quit taking any money from me because, you know, I was still hustling at that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so it, it was about the attention that I paid her, man. And I I, I feel like that was one of the most important things that uh, we had going on. She listened I, to me and I listened to her.
2: And I, and I know that to be true because I was going to hit on some of my situations to, uh, mm-hmm. in, the ten, in the 10 years I did that I knew that was uh, uh, helping me and allow me to, to for, for the person that I was talking to to stay around. But I wanna I wanna throw something out because I know I've been there and I know a lot of people probably this question I'm about to ask probably a clear up because a lot of people been in situations I've been in cell with people that string mm-hmm. people along to to keep mm-hmm. them hopeful like you know I'm gonna get out I'll get out next year I'll going to get out next month though mm-hmm. I I don't mm-hmm. your situation is never like that these were your mm-hmm. your situation was they understood that this is you know this could be a long process. For me to for me to get out of here, so uh I guess I want to say like it was no like no deception, no pretense, to,
0: man. No, yeah, yeah no none at all it was it's, this is what it is now we always talked about what can you do, what can I help you do to try to shorten that to get out of earlier We talked about those things, but we always talked about there's no guarantee with any of that, but it was it was more about not about the the time that we could possibly spend together out there, but the time that we could focus on. Now and th- I'm, I'm, let me, let me say this about a relationship under these circumstances, man. Because a lot of people get locked up on. You know how you just said a few seconds ago how people string them along and all this and that. Mm-hmm. When when they do that, when somebody's doing that, right? You know, and I've had a lot of conversations with people like that, and I've had some people that were my sellers that did that kind of stuff, right? But when I talk to them about stuff like that, I say, look, see, you're stringing them along because you're still focused on the physical aspect of a, of a relationship. I don't don't focus on the physical aspect of a relationship because obviously I can't be there. You know, phone, sex, or whatever the case may be, yeah. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I'm not able to physically touch, you know what I'm saying, this person that I say that I love. So Mm -hmm. I focus more on the intimate side of, you know, the the non physical. You feel what I'm saying? Paying attention to, you got to pay attention to the smaller things when you're dealing with somebody in a situation like this. And And I do that. You know, sometimes I don't get it right all the time, don't get it, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect, but when you're in a relationship, any relationship, whether you're in here or out there, if you're not paying attention to the small things, right, and sometimes, you know, you might have a thought in your mind to say, you know, I'm just going to call her and tell her that I just wanted to hear her voice, and I mean that. I mean that. I just need to hear her voice, but how many people do that on the streets? They could be at work and all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden they, they, this stuff crosses their mind. I just need to hear my girl's voice. And mm-hmm. they call her up and tell her that. You know what I'm saying? that's Those types of moments, are, you know, my, my baby now, you know, she that's special to her. That's mm-hmm. special to me too. But it's not, it's not something
2: that's contrived. It's genuine. And that's right. the thing about being in a relationship
0: any relationship, especially this time. is
2: being see, genuine and being intimate. Go ahead. Go ahead. see. Not that. Sorry to cut you off. But see, but that's, that's the thing. Like, for some reason, like, when I was in there, I, was, I had two... I had a couple of people that... A couple of friends that I had, but two of them I would consider, you know, relationships when I was in there. And the one thing that I noticed I was able to do as a man, that for some reason I didn't tap into being free was like you said I was a good listener my communication was different uh being behind that fence and coming from the life I live for some reason I didn't even realize that I wasn't a communicator but being behind that fence it forced you to be to become a communicator and right. to 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 listen you know to be compassionate you know what I'm saying to show to be empathetic sympathetic all the stuff that mm-hmm. to be to be sensitive, you know what I'm saying at yeah. times. Even
0: Humorous, you know, make them
2: laugh. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, It even it even opens you up to uh it brings you down. Like it, it you'll you'll even apologize. You'll you'll recognize when you need to apologize when you behind yeah. that fence. When you when you yeah. free and you have those freedoms, you you take that stuff for granted and you'll treat a person different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and not saying that you have an agenda when you're doing it behind the fence a lot of people think oh you have a motive or oh, that's jail talk no a lot of the case it no. is not I meant no. every I meant when I was serious with the the two relationships I had. I was serious about the things that i said the about the things I wanted to do when I came home with this person about you know what i'm saying how i want how how I knew I would treat this person i, I meant those things, but for some reason when you behind that pension you're able to tap into those things uh yeah, for some I, reason I,
0: yeah, I can remember sometimes uh you know talking to you you know about whoever you might have been talking to at the time or whatever, and you were dead serious you yeah. were dead serious it, it yeah. and, and I get what you're saying. How some people say that's just prison talk, or so on and so forth. It, it, it's really not. You really not. mean what you're saying. You might not be in the best position, like people in the free world, so to speak, would might be in, in being a, able to work through a problem or express how you feel or sit for hours or drop bad work. You might not be in the best position, but you in here, and and I know people aren't going to believe this. I know they're going to believe it, but in here. And and I would say the majority of people are at that time when they're talking to their uh, significant other or being visit, they're being the most genuine that they're gonna ever be.
2: Yeah. In that time yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the most genuine because you have to be and you
0: yeah. tap into that you, you you have to tap into that because this is the only thing that's going to make this relationship last. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? And even if the other person is out there, doing what they do, this, 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 and that, right? They're always going to be thinking about you. And, I, and I'm, let me throw this in there, too. Another thing about this type of dynamic, for me, it has made me see that flaws, mistakes that people might make are not meant. You shouldn't use those incidents to define the person wholly. You feel what I'm saying? You know, I'm not going for this. I'm not doing this because things happen.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I'm telling it's not trying to hold on to anybody because I've, I've had people tell me, you know, when situations happen, this, isn't that, you should move on. You should do this and you should do that. Man, you had a talk about that one time. And I. what did I say to you? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because my heart is still there. You feel what I'm right. saying? And it's going to stay there. Because mm-hmm. I do understand it. Now, let me, let me throw this in there because I don't think people are really going to understand me unless they understand my philosophy of life. I am one of those individuals. that I got two things that I primarily live by. Other things, but these are the main two. I live my life to glorify God, and I am a firm believer in that you reap what you sow. I'm a firm believer in that. Now, when it comes to the aspect of reaping what you sow, it, it's not like if I smack somebody, I'm going to get smacked back. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. If I smack somebody, the pain that I caused that person, that fear that I caused and created in that person, I'm going to get that back. Now, the manner in which that returns to me, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a slap. You feel Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It can be in another way. Okay? You follow me? So Mm -hmm. when I say that, what I mean is this. Like, the woman that I'm with now, I call her a woman. The woman that I'm with now, right? I call her baby. Everybody know that. You know what I mean? I did a lot of things to her with or without her knowledge you understand what I'm saying trying to, I'm trying to do the right thing and I, I thought I was doing the right thing but I'm still doing things that were caught co- back then that caused her pain you feel what I'm saying and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go on and keep it 100 and give you an example back in the day I had me a cell phone you know what I'm saying this has been like early on in our relationship right mm-hmm. I,
1: had a cell
0: phone. I did not know me being in here and not being here to technology she had put some of thing, Apple the phone. That let her know about all the eBay or text or whatever you send it out, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: she was reading text messages that I was sending to this other female. You feel what I'm saying? Now, keep in mind, this female is somebody that I grew up with. You feel mm-hmm. like, I grew up with this girl. So it wasn't nothing about, you know, trying to leave baby for her. It wasn't even on that. But she don't know this. If she's reading these text messages, she's like, oh, he's cheating. You feel what I'm saying? And that was cheating. That is cheating. You feel what I'm saying? In my opinion, anyway. I've come to understand that. Emotional cheating is just as bad as physical cheating. But anyway, that's another topic. So, anyway, when she hit me up and said, what are you doing? At first, I denied it. And, boo, I'm going to tell you something. And, Anise, when I heard her cry, I had never heard a woman cry like that. Mm -hmm. And it did something to me. It, like, seared my soul. And that's no joke that's not not an underestimation and I was like that's real real pain right there
1: mm-hmm. and she said
0: what did I do wrong that's what she said what did I do wrong and keep in mind she's been doing any and everything that I asked her to do right. I said what did I do wrong and I couldn't say anything I couldn't mm-hmm. say anything so fast forward when things started happening in our relationship because we had this brief hiatus you feel what I'm saying when things start happening in our relationship I knew where it was coming from, getting back to my my belief about you reap what you sow. That pain that I caused her, well, guess what? Time to pay the bill. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Time to pay the bill. That's why I couldn't run from that. I had to face that. You feel what I'm saying? That pain that was being brought back to me because I created that.
2: You Mm -hmm. see what I'm
0: saying? And I think that's what a lot of people don't get. When you're in a relationship, whether it be in here or out there, be careful. Right. If you love, yeah, because like what you said, you meant everything. I know the the, the, the women that you talked to
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you were in there. I know you meant it. Yeah. I know you meant it because I would see you. And then I remember one time me and you, we had words, right? Uh, this is when you were talking to. Oh,
2: uh, MJG. Uh,
0: the, yeah, when you were talking. Yeah, no doubt. When you were talking to her. And you was tripping. I'm like, man, what is wrong with you? I'm like, man, you need to end that, and you slam your hand down on the bunk. No, I ain't yeah. doing that. It was like yeah. you were possessed, mm-hmm. in that you knew this is who you wanted to be within that moment. You feel what I'm saying? And nothing that I said was going to change that. You know what I mean? And that's how real it gets when you're in here. You know, and, and I and I wish that you know people would understand that more about it, it's, it's not about being in here or being out there. It's about What you have going at that time, that relationship, it's about being genuine. You can be genuine in a relationship when you are in here uh, just as much as you can out there. Now, again, the physical aspect is always going to be missing, but go ahead.
2: You know, it's it's something about, you know, feeling value while you're in there, you know, just the answering the calls, the getting mails, you know, and then especially when a person is asking you for advice on certain situations, it's like, you know, because when you're in there, you have time to read, you have time to think. You know, so your wisdom is different. Your knowledge is different. You know, when you're giving, uh, when you're trying to guide a person. I think when you tap into your God-given abilities, as far as being a lead, being being a protector, and and all these things that you should be, you you you. It's almost like you can you can feel those things, like you you becoming those things when you're in there. But like what me and you yeah. talked about before, Daddy, is you get so used to the just talking on the phone so when i was just talking on the phone i felt that value on the phone and what affected me had a huge impact on uh i feel that i can i can be honest as far as like probably made me a little insecure at times probably you know what i'm saying uh was when i came home It was almost like that part of their value was snatched away because I was with a woman who, who had they self together. I was able to see their physical life, you know, the things that she had accumulated, which, which was major. When I seen it, a lot of people, I don't know if people looked at it, but I, I paid attention to how much makeup she had bought and how much perfume she had. How many purses was in her closet, shoes, clothes. I, I watched how prioritized she was when it came to like, when she had her mail, like she would have her bills in one spot and had it lined up when to pay those bills. And she had two cars. She had, a, uh, it was a, she had a three bedroom house and you know, I'm looking at all of these things and the value that you feel you have in prison was snatched away from me. You know, I still like, I felt less of a man because I'm like, okay, you know, sitting behind that fence, you know, I felt more, I don't know what that is but then i've coming home i'm still that same person i'm still able to do these same things i feel and then when i stepped into the physical world and seen that it was it had an impact on me on how to deal yeah. with a relationship coming home from prison versus having one in prison and and i feel a lot of guys fall and i'm bringing this up because i want to get your i want to hear your opinion Daddy, at home you know i feel that reason because you pointed it out to me i feel like a lot of guys fall and don't fight through to to keep those relationships because that may be some of the that they might not even be recognizing what 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 it what it is that they're going through
0: right yeah well, if you don't recognize this is what i've learned if you don't recognize your value right your self-worth there's no way that you're going to be able to push through. When you get in a situation like what you were in, and I'm talking about guys that are leaving out of here genuine in how they feel about whoever it is that they're with or going to be with, if you don't recognize your value and and are able to, like, put it in perspective and say, wait a minute, okay, she's doing all of these great things. This doesn't lessen me. And that's why a lot of guys, in my opinion, like I told you before, a lot of guys in here, they get out and they see somebody that they want to be with and they're with them but they see this person doing just fine without them but keep in mind when we're in here you know people like like you said they ask our advice to ask our opinions about stuff and it's like you're almost included in what's really going on right and you feel like you matter but then when you get out there you see all of this stuff It's like well they did all this they don't really need me and mm-hmm. that's not the point but we start to think like that or they this is out of my league or whatever thing, whatever thing that we start to think about ourselves, it starts to make us feel diminished in our value. And it's not true, but that's why a lot of guys don't push through. So they'll go looking for somebody to make them feel like they want to feel, you know, mm-hmm. when they were in right. You feel right. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. really what that does is sets the stage for you to end up coming back because now you're looking for somebody to fulfill you. We have to be the one, yeah, can't nobody make you feel the way you need to feel but you. We have this idea in our heads that, you know, when we're in prison and we're talking on the phone and and we're giving this advice because we've been asked our opinion and asked our advice about certain things. So it makes us feel good. It makes us feel worthy. So when when you're out there and nobody's asking you that or you start to feel like nobody wants to hear that from you, you start feeling less than. So now you want to get away from that like you can't compete or you don't match up. And it's not true. You gotta push through, give yourself a chance. And guys, don't do that. It's kind of like they, it's kind of like they look for somebody to go save. You feel what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Let me go save
0: this person, and it's gonna make me feel good too. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's the wrong approach. Yeah, it's the wrong approach, and that's why, like I say, I'm so proud of you because you pushed through. You know what I'm saying? And you've mm-hmm. started to see what your value really is. You know what I'm saying? Right. The only way you can appreciate somebody else is that you have to recognize the value in
2: yourself. And if right. you don't do that, you're not gonna be able to appreciate anybody else. You know what I'm saying? And I wanna I wanna hit on one more thing. I know I know Anna East had, had some questions, I believe. Um I remember I remember being in the cell and what this probably one this is probably one of the quotes I've heard you say that I probably never forget. And uh we was having a conversation about something and I heard and I remember you saying, you know, when it comes to love or when it comes to relationship, whether it be family or somebody that you with, you said I want to feel, I want to feel everything. And yeah. I think, you know, being in there, like even the the situation you gave earlier with baby, you know, and not, not, not it just being karma, but understanding the, the feeling of everything, the, all the emotions, all the, the hurt, whatever the good, the yeah. good time, the bad time and accepting and embracing all of that yeah. when it comes to a relationship in, in there, when you behind the fence, like it's it's like you you're able to tap in and I don't want to I guess I guess take understand that you can understand being that doing that helps a relationship more than hurting. It's almost like a, it's when you say that it's almost like understanding the forgiveness part, the forgiving part of a relationship as well. And so, but when you out here you know, when it comes to that, that right there, when you say, I want to feel everything, which I've said that a few times in, in situations since I've been home to yeah. uh, get yeah. myself to understand that sometimes you, it ain't necessarily every time that you have to just walk away from it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because sometimes, sometimes it'd be deeper than what it is on the surface it's you know some people make mistakes out of trauma some people make mistakes That's out right. of fear some people make mistakes out of you know you you, you know being triggered for something and, yes, and
0: is all of you you're right you are 100% right go ahead go ahead
2: and 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 when you say you know i want to feel it comes to, you have to when you gain a level of understanding with yourself and then understanding what may be causing some personal and but but like i said when you in there you can you can tap into that and when you if you yeah. tap into it in there, you can stay tapped into it when you walk out here if you choose to, you know what I'm saying. Right. And but a lot of people when they get out here to this free world, and something painful or something happens, you, you know they try to run away from. Them. But you know, but how did you? Yeah. What what do you feel like in your sentence or in your relationships or in when you came to understand that that phrase right there? You know, I want to feel everything. Did it help you? Okay. Did you understand it in order to to keep healthy relationship. What it what it what, what what helps I you get to that.
0: Okay, this is what I what I come to understand and right and it goes to the second principle of, you know, my philosophy of life when I'm talking about reaping what you sow. You know what I mean? I do understand that what happens to you in life is as a result of what you do. And now, again, it might come in a different form, but that's what it is. this is how I've seen it. And I've practiced that and i and I've sat back and I watched it happen and manifest itself. But Here's the thing. Everything that comes back to you, it's not meant to hurt you. It's meant to teach you. Mm -hmm. It's meant to heal your soul. And that's what I had to understand. This is not meant to hurt me or to crush me. It's the devil that wants you to fall down and give up and make you feel like you're not worthy or that I deserve to be beat down like this. It's not about you being beaten down. It's not about what that person is doing to you to hurt you. That your mind and your heart is interpreting that as hurt. What I've come to understand, even though I still have my moments, what I've come to understand is that the universe is healing me. I have to understand what it feels like to mistreat somebody else. In that way, I won't do that again. I'll be so, I'll be so aware and conscious that that pain is not a pain that you want to put out in the universe because it's coming back to you, Mm -hmm. no matter what you do, it's always about how you respond to whatever is coming into your life from whatever direction it's coming from. So when you're talking about that significant other and they make a mistake, like you said, and you hit it on the head, when they make a mistake out of trauma, out of fear, it's not malicious. Right. It's not nefarious. This is something that they, they might have thought that this was the right thing to do in that time. What you have to do is respond in a way that is loving and forgiving and understanding. And sometimes, boo, sometimes it gives you the impression, the feeling of hurt. But that is how we've been trained to interpret that feeling. It's not hurt, it's love not saying mm-hmm. what they did with love. I'm talking about what is happening to you as you experience that. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, the experience of that. That's love. That's the universe saying, I care enough about you to heal you. You
2: mm-hmm. see what
0: I'm saying? That's coming from the most high. But you've got to be able to receive and understand it in the right way because once you do that in the right way, you won't look at that other person and be like, Boy, I hate them. I, what, they they crush me. I'm going to do something. I'm going to get back at them. I'm going to hurt them. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do that. No. No, no, no. When you respond in that way, you are continuing to create more negative energy that's going to ultimately traumatize you.
1: What right. you're putting
0: out, how you respond to that, it's going to come back to you. So you're just repeating the cycle, repeating the cycle. So that's how I got to that point to where I fully understand those experiences—that's love. That's the universe wrapping its big arms around you and saying that you gonna be all right. But you gotta understand, you can't treat people like this. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You know what I mean? And and sometimes, man, it'll make you feel like wow, you know. So when 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 I go through stuff like that and I do feel down or whatever, I'm, I'm down because I know I did that.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not down
0: because of what they did to me per se. I'm down because I know. I did that, mm-hmm. I caused all of this. I caused all, and it, and it pains me to, to, to realize and to accept, because I have to accept it too. It pains me to realize and accept it. I caused so much pain that it had to be brought back to me this way,
1: mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying?
0: It's making me teary-eyed right now, just thinking about that, but this a good teary-eyed, not a bad teary-eyed, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because that is love. That is the ultimate experience of love, and we don't do that enough because we don't understand that. We think when something happens to us, we're being punished, this person don't love me, blah, blah, blah. But you hit on the key thing. When people make mistakes, most of the time they're making mistakes out of trauma, out of fear, out of low self-esteem, out of whatever. And you have to understand that somebody has to be the adult in that transaction.
1: You know right. what I'm saying.
0: Somebody has to say, "I love you enough to stand right there and take it." You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? I love you enough that I'm not running. I'm going to embrace this. We may or may not end up staying together, but mm-hmm. I am not running.
2: But see, that's I that's, that's and and, and, and that's a, and that's the scripture. The scripture say, you know, love covers a multitude of sin, and you know, mm. and it's, on, basically, it's basically it's what you what you describe. You know, when that when they come, you know that being able to look beyond the surface of what caused it did, did you are you a part of the reason it caused it but I, right. I i feel you on that. i feel you on that
0: yeah and that's what i think a lot of us don't do we overlook that we don't evaluate and analyze what role did i play in this what role did i play in this person going out and doing this that or the other we don't do that we want to blame and point at them and say you did this to me you did that to me we don't want to focus on what
2: we did to set the stage. You, you know, know what? what? I and mean? hey, you know what? I, you know, I was feeling, and I, I'm so sorry. I, I think That's I got okay. another very important in question, you know what I'm saying? To get your aspect of opinion, because I've watched you and, for... And, and let's
0: say this real quick. and I'm sorry. We just babbling on. Uh, it's a, okay. You I'm, I'm,
1: it's, you know, it's severely okay. interesting. I, I feel like this could be a very long um conversation because it's just a lot too oh, okay. i mean i have a lot of questions but i know we'll not get to all of them so yeah
2: okay i'm, I'm, gonna, ask this, I'm gonna ask this i'm gonna ask this one last one then I'll, I'll be good uh because i feel like it's it's so many fathers mm-hmm. who you had a relationship with the the first woman you mentioned because you didn't say her name with her child coming to see you you had formed a bond with a child being behind the fence as well. And it's a lot of dads, fathers, men, who don't even form these bonds with their children. How do you feel that that happened?
0: Well, because I was there. I was there for her in a way. Now don't get don't get it twisted. Her biological father, he was there. She had she was able to go see him, you know, like you know how they had joint custody or whatever, whatever the arrangement was. She so she did get to visit her biological father. She did love her biological father, but around the time, now keep in mind, I came into her life when she was like two, three months old, right? Uh, Held her in the VG, played with her, this this, this, isn't So she grew up looking at me, learning me, you feel what I'm saying? And learning her biological father. But by the time she hit seven years old, uh, she came to visit, I didn't even know that she had been talking to her mom about, can I call Joe Daddy? Mm -hmm. And I, when she first asked me that, I said, sure you can, but I said, uh, did you ask your dad? And to see how he feel, he might feel about that. And she hadn't realized, she hadn't thought about that. Keep in mind, she's seven years old at the time. So she was like, no. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, uh, we don't want to disrespect him, you know what I'm saying, and make him feel some kind of way. I said, why don't you ask him and see what he says, see if it's okay. Because he knew about me, and we were cool, but I wanted to respect that boundary. You feel what I'm saying? And it was because I was there in a way that um, I can't say that he wasn't, because he was able to do things with her, for her, and and all this and that. And I was able to do things for her, but she would get on that phone, boo, she would get on that phone and take up the whole 30 minutes. And we would to right. be talking about this. She's telling me about I was there in a way that I think she needed. My mm-hmm. father wasn't in the house. You know what I'm saying? But when I would call, and I'd call three or four times a day, I was able to talk to her, and we bonded. We bonded. I remember when I used to call home and, and, and talk to Montrez, you know what I'm saying, your brother. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get you on the phone. See, when you were younger, you didn't like getting on the phone with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You get on the phone and say something. And get on down. You want to go play basketball, And this, is Right, that. right. And then all of a sudden, one, one day, it just switched. And it's like, now you wanted to talk to me, and we talked. You know what I mean? It's just, right. Because I was there as best I could be. You know what I'm saying? But when you were younger, I think you struggled with trying to develop that bond and talk to me. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think you, you developed that bond with my uncle, with your uncle, Uncle Squeaker, better than me. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, sometimes when uh, you used to tell me, you know, you asked Uncle Squeaker this, or the, and even to this day, not now, but back then, I used to get jealous of that. You know what I'm saying? Not in a negative way, but then like, wow, man, I I can't wait for the day that, you know, mm-hmm. comes to me like that. You know, <laughs> you right, know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. Yeah. because Got you. that's that bond, and that's what I, I guess is you know, the best way I can answer that question for you.
2: I just wanted to ask, ask. I just want to add, and that's and that's a good simple answer because I want to, cause it's a lot of daddies who just like just not even trying to be there, and it could and just be that simple, you know. Yeah. But I'm, lot, man. but I'm good. But I'm good, and like again, and I'm sorry. You do, you know, go ahead, go ahead, because I'm sure you know. Oh. Go ahead.
1: So I was just wondering, like, what what would you think say for anyone who maybe is considering being in a relationship with someone from prison or is in one right now, what do you think is like something important for them to know?
0: <laughs> I would let him go first. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would let him go first.
2: That's a touchy one because you, it's it's hard to, when you behind that fence man it's, it's hard to know who's serious and who has an agenda if they're trying to use you or not if they manipulate you if they're taking advantage of you you know you i think you you that's a hard one because you you really never can tell until i in my opinion until you that person walks out of there and you and you have to see for yourself um but I mean, if you if you love that person and you care about that person and you concerned about that person' well being and if there's something that you want to pursue, going back to my what my daddy said, I want to feel everything. Mm-hmm. And and if it, and 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 when you accept that part and understand the responsibility that it come with or what could happen that you don't want to happen, could and that's a possibility. I think you'll be able to deal with it. Better if it if it goes left versus having high expectations and never thought you know if it's and and then they crush you. I think I think you need to go into that understanding that this person could maybe meaning every single thing that this person is saying, and and they can walk out and like uh, like I did, and it still don't work. They can walk out like I did and and have those insecurities about not having themselves together as a man. Pride can kick in, ego can kick in, and then next thing you know, this person might might have said they weren't going to go back to whatever lifestyle it was. And now, as a man, they done figured I need to do this and do that so I could feel value because they didn't know how to communicate. They felt less value because they done came home to a woman who got themselves together. Mm-hmm. I think you, you, and you have to be able to pay attention. And you have to set an. You have to, you have to make sure it's, there's an open line of communication when it comes to uh, feeling. I think if a, you you if I feel it. A lot of people who come out of there don't know how to communicate what they are dealing with when they step back into society, mm-hmm. and they respond the way they used to respond before they went in, and that is they result back to what they know how to do versus. You know, communicating.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, okay, for me, this. Let me ask it like this. I think that there are ways that you can tell the subtle ways. You know what I'm saying? What mm-hmm. you do in practice, you are doing the game. That's something that I say all the time in here to people when I talk to them. So if 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 if, if there's a female out there that's considering, you know, being in a relationship with somebody in prison, whatever, right? You got to figure out what this person is about. What this person is about, because you. You know genuineness when you see it, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And if this person is in here saying this and saying that, test them on it. Test them on that and see. When they say that they they want to get their life straight, they want to do this and do that, test them on that and see. Test them on it and see. How do you test somebody on that before they walk out the gate? Well, it's simple. Ask them, say, how can I help you do that right now?
1: You say you mm-hmm. want
0: to get out, and you want to start your own business. You want to start your trucking business. Whatever dream that a person has in here, when they get out, when 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 they before they get out, ask them. Say, how can I help you do that? Can
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I send
0: you some books to read? Is it anything that you need me to look up online? Blah blah blah. blah this is this and that. And that way, you can get some insight into this person's mind. Because this is one one thing that I have learned about game popping. When you popping game. You got to stay on top of it, right? Mm -hmm. So if a person is popping game on you, get real with them real fast and see what they do. They're going to start fumbling. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They're going to fumble the ball because they're not prepared for you to get real. They're prepared for you to drink whatever Kool-Aid that they are serving you. They think you're going to go for everything that they're saying. No, don't fall for that. Even if you are falling for it, tell yourself that, wait a minute, what I need to do is see if this person is being real about what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. And you do that, don't do that in a planned way. Just do it in the, at the spare of the moment. When they are not expecting it, when you do it like that, then you're going to be able to tell in their response if they're real. You know what I'm saying? Because people put into, uh, they put energy into what they really want to accomplish, right?
1: Uh-huh. And if
0: you help them do that, yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like my son, Boo, when he wrote his first book before he got out. And uh, the young lady that he was with was helping him do this, do that. You understand what I'm saying? It Mm -hmm. showed the direction that he was going to go in. You feel what I'm saying? It was evident he got out and kept doing it. And to this day, he's still doing it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He laid all the foundation. Now, I have to agree with him. Like what he said, he somewhat, when he got out, he went here, there, whatever, but he somewhat felt intimidated when he saw some things. So at that point, he wasn't all the way up. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Now he's all the way up. And I think that anybody that gets him, I'm not going to promote him or nothing like that, but, you know, I do want a, another grandbaby. But mm-hmm. anyway, he's all, <laughs> he's all the way up and he's mature in that mindset now. You know what I'm saying? The word, he does not feel intimidated by Uh, the trappings that another person has. He appreciates what they have and what he's done. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to do. So if somebody's thinking about getting involved with somebody uh, that's locked up while they're locked up, check them. Push them. Push them. Push them. them. Don't do what most people in prison do. When they get in a relationship, they talk about, well, when you get out, I'm going to help you find a job, Mm -hmm. and you're going to do this and do that. That might not be meant for them. They might have bigger and better dreams, and but talk to them about it. Be realistic about it and help them as much as you can because that's going to expose them one way or the other. When you help them in things that are legitimate, in my opinion, and, 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 and legal, it forces them to have to think. Because if they're on some shite and they just need somebody to bring a pack in or to go down here and drop this off and all this and that, You're going to see real fast if this Mm -hmm. is the type of person that is being genuine with me about what it is that they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because if somebody says they love you and they want to get out and they want to help build something with you, keep in mind, if you build a house on sand, eventually you know what it's going to be. You feel what I'm saying? But if you build on a solid foundation, and when I say a solid foundation, I mean something that can't be taken away if the police come to the house. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? It's something that you, the person is not going to be taken back to jail because they come right there and he fails a piss test. If that person is living the right type of life.
1: You have one minute remaining.
0: Doing it in a way that may appear to be struggling at first, but turns out that it's beneficial for the both of you, then you know you got something. But look. That's the end of the show, and I'm going to get on down. I appreciate you all, East as usual. Boo, I love you. Thank you for doing this show for me, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for using GTL.